It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Welcome to Better Daily, where we work hard in our minds, bodies, and our spirits to become 1% better every single day. Download the app and join our Betterment family at betterdaily.live to catch the video version of these podcasts. Here's your host and my dad, Alex Van Houten. What is up, Betterment family? This is Alex Van Houten in Better Daily Live. Happy Thursday. It is Word Thursday, and today the word is James. You're like, that's not a word, that's a name. Names have meanings, and I think you're going to find this one interesting and powerful. Two things before we get to the word James. First, happy day five of the Faithful 40 Challenge. You guys are crushing this thing. Keep up the amazing, amazing work. It's inspiring and encouraging, and I'm loving being part of this with you guys. And I wanted to shout out to Kat, who is continually working to increase her steps despite the obstacle of Ehlers-Danlos and pain associated therein. And you are doing an awesome job. Keep up the good work. We appreciate your posts, particularly the flowers. I know there's a couple flower lovers in our group who really appreciate trading the flower posts back and forth. I don't, I don't mind stopping to smell the roses now and then, but you know, I'm, I'm more of a like, whoa, mountains are really cool. Or like, wow, look how that tree reflects against the sky when you look up through it on a beautiful, beautiful spring day. But you flower people, you do you and keep up the good work on that front. Kat, thank you for being so inspiring. Now, the second thing before I get to James is actually related to James. Next week on Monday, 7 p.m., we are having a time of prayer and Bible study. So if you would like to join us for that, uh, the members here in, in Better Daily are going to uh, hop on a Zoom and we're going to discuss some of the Bible and then also do a community prayer. So that'll be cool. That's Monday, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. And if you are coming to that, if that's something you want to be a part of, we're going to be discussing the book of James. And I mean, it's not going to be like I mean, we can get in depth if we like to, but we're going to read the book of James and we're going to come sharing our takeaways, some verses that stood out to us and why, some of the things that maybe God spoke to us through the word and, and was helpful and powerful for us, or things maybe we didn't notice the first time that we've been through it. So the book of James, it's a really good book. I'll be talking about it in a second. So we're going to read that. And then on Monday, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, you'll see the notifications and stuff. We're going to get together for 30 minutes and discuss our, our takeaways and then do a prayer together. So that'll be a good time. I hope you'll join us for that. I know it'll be a encouraging and strong time together. So 
the word James. James is a really interesting word. So the etymology of the word James, it comes from the Hebrew, Ya'akov, Ya'akov, which means the supplanter, the supplanter. Now, those of you who are well-versed in, in biblical language, you might also relate that, Ya'akov, to Jacob. Jacob was also named the supplanter. And so the word James and the word Jacob actually come from the same Hebrew etymology. And that's significant, and I'll get, get into that in a second. But the word James, the reason I'm covering it today, and I, I think I'll cover a few different books of the Bible here and there, that obviously not every word Thursday, but I think that this is worthwhile. Because I've mentioned it in the past, I had a few people reach out and talk to me about some of the things I said, and I'm like, well, yeah, I think I think that might be worthwhile to dive into. So the word James is interesting. Supplanter, that's not a word we use on a regular basis. Supplanter is, it's really hard to talk about without using the story of Jacob as an example, but to supplant means to overthrow, to turn the current paradigm on its head, <laughs> right? Um, a supplanter is, it comes like literally from the idea that there's a ruler, somebody who's over overall, right? But then that ruler either becomes corrupt or is no longer worthy of his station. And a supplanter is the one who is like, no, 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 you get to come off the throne now and I will take your place. I'm going to take your place and, and rule in your stead because, you know, perhaps there's something I'm bringing to the table that you're not or, or whatever that is. So so that's the word, Ya'akov, and that's Jacob and James. James, both of those names mean the same thing in Hebrew. So what the heck does this have to do with anything, Alex? Well, the Hebrew name James was given to children when they were meant to be stubborn, bullheaded, and leaderly. Because you have to be stubborn and bullheaded to be leaderly. <laughs> right. Good morning, Robin. Thanks for joining me this morning. And being stubborn and bullheaded is a, is a really important trait. Now, now the reason I'm, I'm bringing this up is because we're going to be reading the book of James for our time of Bible study and prayer next Monday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. I hope you'll join us. And this book of the Bible, the Bible is full of really, really cool books, but this book of the Bible is really interesting. So the book of James, it's a very, very small book, actually. It was written around 50 to 60 AD, according to biblical scholars. It's in between Hebrews and Peter in the New Testament, but very, very, very short book, okay? I say, we're reading the book of James, and we're going to discuss it, and you're like, oh my gosh, that's a lot of reading. It's like 10 minutes. I mean, it doesn't take 10 minutes to get everything you need to get out of James. Like, might take it might take a lifetime, <laughs> but it only takes 10 minutes to read the book, because it's four chapters long, very, very short book, but it reads different from a lot of the New Testament. A couple of really interesting things about James. First, in the tradition of New Testament writing, sometimes sometimes the disciples of different disciples, so like disciples of Paul, might write a book and then use his name, right? That happened in Isaiah. So in Isaiah, Old Testament, the disciples of Isaiah, the priests of the prophet Isaiah, they wrote additional works, but titled them under Isaiah, right? Um, because, you know, they were learning from Isaiah and they were giving him credit for, for what it was that, that he was writing. So in James, about half of it, according to biblical scholars, was written by James himself. There were two disciples named James, two disciples named the supplanter, like Jacob, and uh, one of them by tradition was the brother of Jesus. And so the biblical scholarship on this particular work, and that means, 
you know, they've studied the the oldest versions that we have and, and have looked at the the language of them and, and the origin of them and, and all those things. Like, how do we come in possession of, of this particular book of the Bible? They believe that uh, most of this book written by James is actually a recording of his final sermon before he was martyred, before he was killed for the faith. And so when you read the book of James, it reads very differently from a lot of the New Testament because it's under duress, you know, and, and I, I describe it as punchy. It's a very punchy book. Like every, every verse or two is just a punch in the face, like <laughs> in a, in a holy, you know, brotherly way, but it's a punch in the face. You know, sometimes you need a good punch in the face. Sometimes you're doing something stupid and you need to get punched in the face and go, oh, wow, I shouldn't do that stupid thing anymore. And James is that way. And it reads that way thousands of years after it was written. It reads that way. It's, it's a solid punch in the face. And so James, just, just a couple highlights, just, the second verse, count it as joy, dear brothers, when you face trials of any kinds, because the testing of your faith produces endurance, and endurance can have its full effect in you, so that you will be mature, lacking nothing in Christ. Whoa, count it as joy, dear brothers, when you face sufferings of any kinds. That's that's crazy powerful. Uh, in James 1, 22, he says, but be doers of the word, and not merely hearers who deceive themselves. What? That's crazy. I don't know if you noticed this or not. Like, can you see my Bible here? Like, I have almost the entire book of James highlighted, so it's really hard to tell you highlights because then I would just be reading you, reading you the book. <laughs> this is interesting. Not every one of you should be teachers, brothers and sisters, for know that he who teaches will be judged with greater strictness. That's chapter three, verse one. Anyone who does not make mistakes in speaking is able to keep the whole body in check with a bridle. He's saying that, that, you know, those who teach the word are also those who have, who teach the word well, are also those who have exhibited mastery over their own bodies, right? If you can't control your own body, if you can't have integrity in the way that you live your life every single day, then, then who are you to tell us what we should be doing with ourselves um, in the church? So it's very, very interesting and then he, he goes on to talk about how the wisdom from above is pure and peaceable and gentle, yielding good fruit and mercy without partiality or hypocrisy. This is James three, seventeen and 18. And a harvest of righteousness is sown in peace for those who make peace. Uh, James is also the book of the Bible where the definition of sin is turned on its head. So, you know, a lot of sin, biblically speaking, is sin of commission, things you shouldn't do. Don't do this. It's bad for you. You can't do that. It's it's sinful. It's bad for you. But James actually says in uh, chapter 4, verse 17, anyone who knows the right thing to do and fails to do it, to him it is sin. So, so sin becomes this thing of omission, right? Let's say you stop doing all the bad things you know you shouldn't be doing, and you need some help with that. <laughs> but you've, you do that. You stop doing that. And James says that's not it. That's not it. Um, in fact, the things that you know you need to be doing, those things that you know are right, if you don't do those things, timid as sin. Um, the significance of James in the New Testament, according to biblical scholars, is that it gives a juxtaposing view to salvation from sin by not just faith, but works, right? Uh, James is the one who says, uh, faith without works is dead. And what's interesting is a lot of the New Testament, the Apostle Paul, 
is dead set on making sure that nobody is trying to earn their way into heaven, that it's faith. It's the, the faith in, in the belief of, of the cross and the resurrection of Jesus Christ that will, that will bring salvation to the world, right? And, and that's powerful and very, very important. It makes an extremely compelling case from a theological perspective. But there was a time in my life I would have told you that that Pauline perspective just wasn't, it was a really hard thing for me to wrap my head around, not just wrap my head around. It was, it was something I was angry with because there were people in my life who had professed faith, but their works were terrible. Or as Jesus would say, a good tree bears good fruit. A bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit and a bad tree cannot bear good fruit. That is not Dr. Seuss. That's Jesus. And, and it actually has a very profound message. And the message is this. If your faith is real, over time it will come out in good fruit. What is good fruit? Well, James says good fruit is the works of your life. By James's standards, and James was like, no offense to Paul, but Paul wasn't there with Jesus. Paul was a, one who, who proliferated Christian martyrdom and then later devoted his life to the faith. James was there. James saw the blind healed. James saw the paralytic walk. James heard Jesus speak. And James says that your faith is important, but real faith will yield real works. And for me, at a time when I was struggling with my faith, James, the supplanter, took that thing in my life that I was struggling with. He was like, hey, this thing everybody's talking about, this faith, this prayer you can pray and, and everything's going to be okay, <laughs> and that's all the work you got to do, that's empty as far as James is concerned. That's empty. Faith without works is dead. And now, Alex at Better Daily did not say you're going to earn your way to heaven by being a good person. What I am saying, though, is that the book of James is a very powerful bulwark to set beside the the theology of of faith because according to James in your day-to-day -day life a real faith a mature faith a wise faith will bear good fruit in your actions you'll be able to see your faith in action and so will other people and and that uh, a life to live pursuing holiness is definitely a life worth living it's never you never, you're never perfect. You never got there. You wipe your hands and you're done. It's a, it's a book of growth. So the connection with the Old Testament is super cool to me as well, because, because James and Jacob come from the same root, Yaakov, the supplanter. And in the Old Testament, Jacob becomes the father of Israel. He's the one who is willing to wrestle with God for his blessing. It's such a cool, he's stubborn and bullheaded enough to wrestle with God. It's a story in the Old Testament to, to grab on with both hands to being itself, the I am, and say, I'm not letting go until you bless me. I know it's a crazy story, but I think, I think that ethos is something that each one of us needs to hold on to every day, that stubbornness of the supplanter. To, to grab on to, to being itself with both hands and say, I'm not going to let go. I'm going to wrestle with this thing called life. I'm going to wrestle with the good. I'm going to wrestle with the difficult things. And I'm going to keep wrestling until my last breath. And 
that's James's sermon. It's his last breaths. He's about to get killed. <laughs> so, so you read this book and like, it's a constant punch in the face. It's like, Hey, you life and faith can be so deep and so powerful and so important, but you better freaking get serious about it. Do not, do not approach this lightly. This matters and it matters more than anything in your life, anything you could possibly imagine to grab hold, just like Jacob, Yaakov, the same name as James, grab hold of the difficult things in life. And then when it hurts, verse two, count it as joy, dear brothers, when you face suffering of many kinds, because that's called maturing. <laughs> and that's what we do around here in Better Daily. Whether or not you are, are deeply Christian or not, the point is betterment is worthwhile. It's hard. Growth is not easy. It often hurts. But if we approach it with seriousness, if we approach it with humility, maybe a level of stubbornness, if we grab hold of that, then we can do this whole 1% better everyday thing. And the fruits of your life can change. So those are my thoughts on the book of James. If you have some thoughts you'd like to share with us, please read with us, read through James with us and join us this coming Monday night at 7 p.m. for a time of discussion and Bible study and prayer. It'll be a lot of fun. Guys, this has been Alex Van Houten in Better Daily Live. Thank you for joining me for Word Thursday. Tomorrow is Flex Friday. I'll do a lot less talking and a little more moving and flexing, and we'll all learn something together, I'm sure. Until then, it's just 1%. You got this. Thank you for joining us for 1% Better today. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a raving review to tell others how Better Daily has helped you in your journey. If you want more Better Daily, download our app and join our Betterment family at betterdaily.live. Use code POD to get 25% off your subscription. That's P-O-D, all caps, to save 25% on your subscription. We all have a cross to carry. It's later when we do it together. Go to betterdaily.live today. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective and FDA approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere 
and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.